Have you gotten more surly as you've grown older? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Gunner? No, I've always been an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is is that what a surly is? Is just being a surly a, is mm. just being being all right with it, but complaining. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I've always I been like that kids. a little bit. I've noticed that as my kids have grown up, and they're not there, so I don't have to be a good influence and role model for them. I've noticed that I've gotten more selfish. When my kids, when my kid, when my kid's not around, I get. A lot more graphic with my language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So kids are a good calming influence on everyone. Well, I don't want to say mm-hmm. calming for me. Well, maybe not calming, but they're, they, you, you try and be better around them, He's, I think. It's a civilizing influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Because, it, it, it turns out, yeah, they're the ones you want to kill, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to screw them up as bad as you're screwed up. Good luck with that one. That's what I say. So do we have any uh, any questions that were answered? I didn't actually make any new questions for last week. Okay, we have a bishop. My partner prides himself on being able to eat the hottest foods and doesn't think any commercially available hot sauce would faze him. To me, that sounded like a challenge to knock him down <laughs> a peg or two. I ordered something off Etsy mm-hmm. that is supposed to be almost pure capsaicin. Capsaicin? Yeah. Okay. And has warning labels not to consume it without diluting it first. My question is, how do I give it to him? Do I tell him, sneak it in something he already thinks isn't hot or what? I want, <laughs> I want him to pay for challenging Mother Nature. <laughs> so it sounds like he's a little bit of a braggart. So what you do is you get him and you lead him on till he's bragging about how awesome he is and how he can take anything. And then you pull it out and you say, well, then you wouldn't have any problem with this, right? You get him to do it voluntarily. You know, so where he is, he's forced, he's forced into doing it just because of his pure, uh, macho-ness. Yes, exactly. I, I like that. I think though, if you just show, show him, it's, I think you need to put it in a new, like get a new kind of hot sauce from the store, like whatever, <laughs> and then put, just put it in there and, and put it in it yeah. And so it's, it is diluted. You don't want to go against the the warning label. And then you say, well, how about this? And it's yeah. already a hot sauce, but you make it And much you record it. Yeah. So next time he's like, well, I could take anything, you have video confirmation that... Uh, I just want to make a disclaimer for this because <laughs> buying, buying anything on Etsy... Is not from a store, okay? But that's what our stuff is being sold. Yeah, okay. Not, I just want to make sure. I, <laughs> it's not from a legit store, some you know commercial store. So I would say that in a way you're kind of cheating the system already with your bathtub hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. No. Even if you went down to like Chubby's and you got their special habanero sauce, uh-huh. I, I mean that's that's pushing it. It's kind of pushing it. They have like the the hot wings, you know, that that challenge. They actually sell the kit where you can do it at home. So you can get those uh, crazy hot sauces. Hot for hot sake is not cool. I mean, it's fun to do it every once in a while. But if I'm going to have hot sauce, it better have flavor. 
And once it hits a certain heat, it's no longer, there's no longer flavor. Yeah. It's just burning you. My son is kind of like that, one of my kids. Mm-hmm. And so we went to, we were at Burger, Burger King, I think that was the one that has a Whopper. Yeah. And they did the, they were doing the Angry Whopper. He went to use the restroom, I'm like, could you make this Whopper extra angry? <laughs> they did like all of the extra sauce and extra and actually he, and whatnot, yeah huh? he ate it without a without, without a, a yeah without a problem yeah well that's because burger king does yeah. not make any I, it's not too yeah i i always ask when when someone's like uh, so like are you sure you wanted this hot i ask okay is this american hot or is this whatever hot you know mexican hot or whatever and if they're like well that's american hot then you know it's not very hot. <laughs> You'll be fine with it. Weren't you telling me about the new pepper? Yeah, we, we did like the top five peppers. And there were some really hot ones, which I don't want to eat. I mean, I find jalapenos to be just fine as yeah. far as hotness is concerned, you know? I think what you need to do is get him a no nice coat blanket. No, I don't think a nice coat blanket is going to do anything. What he needs is a bib so he can tab his mouth after eating that super hot sauce that you get him. <laughs> do we need to make a nice coat bib for for? We need a, we need a great saying like this on the bib. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll have to come, come up with something. something. Yeah. yeah, we'll come up with a, a bib or something and see if we for can't post it on there a towel or something. I yeah. think a towel might be good. Something yeah. that to, to wipe his face. Yeah. After he's thrown dab up his eyes, dab his, his brow eyes. after eating that hot sauce. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go back to the question of the week. We didn't have a question for last week, but we still kept up our other ones. We're going to still keep up the questions. How many responses? We had more responses. We, we haven't had more mm-hmm. responses, but I can still tell that the significant others have not been responded. responded so what you really need to do is talk to your significant other and have him go on and fill out the question of the week and we'll have a hot a hot sauce question it'll be like how hot can you take your hot sauce that you know more inviting or something mm-hmm. how about that okay yes okay. no okay we'll have something to do with hot sauce okay. in there uh, but have him fill that out so that we can get more people responding to our cult questions all right. What bad ice cream flavor? We're still going to do some more from, from the week before. What bad ice cream uh, flavors would haunt you? Rotten egg sulfur. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, who, first off, who, who, would, who make would make that ice cream? <clears throat> who would make any of those ice creams individually? I don't know, but there is such a thing as garlic ice cream. Yeah. So at, the, at that big California garlic festival, they make that, so... I went to, so this is in Merida, Venezuela. I just happened to go into a random, I was running away from being, um, fi- what is it called when you're tear gassed? Mm-hmm. So I'm running down this alley and we just duck into a, a shop and it was an ice cream shop that had 400 something flavors. They only had like 30 flavors available or some, or but they had made all these flavors and they were, you could request them at a certain date. Like they had a bunch of them in the freezer and stuff. Menudo flavor, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like beans and cheese flavor and beer <laughs> flavor. And it, they were just making stuff up. <laughs> okay, I've had some wine flavored ice cream, uh, Italian, yeah. which is pretty good. Is that my own? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I have another one. Anything combined with fish. 
tuna mm. ice cream. No oh. thanks. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. We'll do bad. one more. Bile. Is that a flavor? What are these people like? They're just like saying stuff. No one would ever. We're trying to say what is the, what's like a common flavor that. Aren't okay. They? I, uh, I thought, uh, oh shoot. No, I didn't. I didn't come up with root beer flavor and then like strawberry. Yeah, that combination that is just like weird. So, you know, you you get the tail of the root beer and the start of the strawberry, and you're like, oh, that's not working. You know, so after are... after listening to these other people, that actually sounds okay. <laughs> well, compared to that stuff, Compared yes. to just, like, the initial flavor. <laughs> so, people, we need to maybe be more specific on that. <laughs> we're like, what we're just going to remove that question, okay? <laughs> yeah, just take it out. Chink! That's gone. <sighs> How was your week, Thor? Are you feeling better? I know that you were feeling a little bit down. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Okay. I am. Um, uh, uh, I I had a whole bunch of things that I had to do, and I got some of them done. The the ones that were I needed to do it, or I was out of a job, kind of things. <laughs> so, what do you like if you're feeling depressed? What is a good remedy? It takes time, believe it or not, okay? I have a pretty good coping mechanism in, in that I uh, don't go out and try and kill people when I'm really, really depressed or anxious. <laughs> that's your coping I, method? <laughs> I don't do that. That's just no, wait, that's, I, that's, Well, we are in a cult, guys. I don't okay, understand so. <laughs> like that that's even on so the list. <laughs> I, I do a lot of reading. I do. I like to read. And uh, so... But a lot of times when I'm really, you know, stressed and whatnot, I need a couple days to kind of get over it. So uh, that sounds so pathetic, doesn't it? No. What, oh, why, why does that sound pathetic? I don't know. It just does. No, that's how I feel. Sometimes I just need a couple days to get over it. space to, like, feel it. Yeah. You're it like, just like, get over it then. Okay, I'm done. I'm, you know, and after a couple days, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I think I can do this or whatever. But sometimes it just takes a couple days of me reading and trying to ignore the problem before I, <laughs> I finally face up to it and like, okay, I got to do it. There you have it. So uh, I'm doing better though. I'm feeling better. If anyone's really worried about me, uh, you can text the bishop and give me some suggestions about what are some other good ways that but I can uh, that overcome is, these feelings. That's the question of the week right there. <laughs> So never mind the hot sauce one. Maybe we should. The just real ask question what, of the week is: What you do when you're feeling depressed to get out of it? What do you do yeah, when what, you're depressed what, what to get it? out of it? I bet seventy-five percent of the people will say ice cream helps. No. So the, the first. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's great. I love ice cream. The first thing I do is I make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> and if it's not with my wife, it's with my hand. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> should I take that one out? Oh, that's gold. Okay. Yeah. No, not, not the I, first thing that I do. But I have to admit there is a really good endorphin rush with uh, with sex. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's it it can really help with depression. It can. Yeah. And sometimes you need so to take matters if into your anyone, own hands. If anyone is feeling a little randy right now, Thor is feeling <laughs> a little down. <laughs> All you ladies out there, <laughs> contact the bishop. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> Thanks, Gunner. All right, well, you're the best. <laughs> I know. I don't like if I'm taking a hot bath and watching something mm, and drinking it. That really helps. A Coke, yeah, like a ice cold drink. Mm -hmm. That's 
That does it right there. That, that's, an ice cold drink is, is a lot better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ice cold drink in the hot tub, watching a great movie, or or maybe reading a book, even or something like that. Hot water really calms me down. Makes oh, me feel yeah. better. A hot bath. A hot bath yeah. does it calms me down. Yeah. If I if I get furious, like Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. I I take a bath and it calms me. I pull yeah. out down, yeah. You ever had a bath in the morning? Like a hot yeah, bath? We've it's done we've done this. Day. We've talked about this we? before. Yeah, we talked about this, how you were angry at the person yeah. who did this. And okay. I did. I, I tried sure it and it was not pleasurable. No, it just like ruins your day. Yeah, it's it was like... not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one of the things I do is I I'll build something. Yeah, I work on a project. Yeah. A project will really it it helps me, you know, yeah. pull out of it. it. Finishing a project. Finishing a project finishing is nice. Finishing a project, yeah. yeah, it's nice. You know, one of the things that has been kind of depressing has been this week's cult. Really? Oh. Yeah, because, you know, as I study it and stuff like that, is there's nothing joyous, you know, about about the whole situation. There's It's just, yeah, just horrible violence and begatting violence. Oh, begatting violence. Good segue. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. So our cult this week, does it have it all? No, it doesn't. Oh, really? <laughs> I would have thought it does. Well, I, I I couldn't find a goat reference in there, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, come I, on. I, I kind of look. Do they too. not? Do they not have that in the Quran? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any goat references in the Quran. There has to be. Echo, are there any goat references in the Quran? The word goat mentioned o one times in Quran in o one verses. Did that answer your question? I did so not once, understand a word that he said. Uh, oh, what? you have it in like some weird accent. Yeah. It's like Australian. Is it the yeah, Australian accent? <laughs> yeah. I, I think oh, 01 would mean one, right? Yeah, one one goat reference in the Quran. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, it has a goat in there. <laughs> so the New Testament has more goat references than the Quran does. It does. It's this mostly is the contest, guys. It's it, mostly it com- is. It's, it's, mostly- how, it's how much more true the Bible is to the Quran. I mean, the Bible has so many goat references. I think that it's horrible because they're always saying that the goat is bad and the sheep is good. Yeah. They obviously have not had very many good goats. Well, if you, sheep are dumb. If you think about it, if you if someone gives you a job and says, "I want you to herd this group of sheep or I want you to herd this group of goats," which is going to be the easier job? The goats. No, there's not. <laughs> My goat about? will follow me everywhere <laughs> I go. Yes, uh, she will not go. She will not be running off to someone else. She'll follow me better than my dogs. Well, you get two or three goats together, and it's almost as bad as herding cats, okay? Mm-hmm. It is. Well, you don't force them. You lead them. That's the difference. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys not know this? Are you, do you not understand goats? I am about ready to call you the good shepherd. No, thank uh, you. <laughs> g- good, good uh, goatherd. Let's... Goatard. All you nice cult listeners out there, think of yourself as my goat herd. (laughs) (laughs) And I am leading you (laughs) down the 
proper path. Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay. Not Hamas. 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 Uh, okay, well, actually, I need to build up a little bit. I have to start giving you some history. So, uh, this goes back to World War One, and I have to start with a funny story uh, that has nothing to do with what's going on. So, as everyone knows... <laughs> This is so uncharacteristic of us to go off on a story that doesn't have to do with this. Nothing, no, but this is so funny. Okay, so tensions in Europe were getting worse and worse, and there was all these political alliances. There was the Austro-Hungary with uh, the German alliance, and the Germans had just basically flexed their muscles for the first time, becoming a real world power about like 30 years earlier, and they destroyed the French in a war, just blew them out of the water. They had the alliance with the Austro-Hungary, the Turks were there, and then you had the Russians and the French and the English on the other side kind of hemming them in. Anyway, things got worse and worse. And Germany had all these plans, right, for what would happen if there was a war. Of course, everyone thought this war on every side. They were like, well, it'll be done in a month or two, you know. Yeah, obviously, that didn't happen that way. But... That's what we thought about the current war in uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that at the time it was like, oh, this will be done in a week, kind of thing. And if everything would have gone according to plan, it probably would have been. But ah, I have got another story to tell you about that too. But I can't do it. I, yeah, I'm you done. can. Nope, nope. <laughs> so World War One. Need to stick to my story here. Uh, Austro-Hungary, Russia declares war on because. Uh, they go after the Serbia or something like that. Dang it, I can't remember right now. Anyway, they declare war on there, which means that Germany declares war on Russia. Okay? Mm -hmm. The guy in charge in Germany is like, okay, so we just declared a war on Russia, but France and England haven't declared war on us yet. They're, they're kind of stalling a little bit. You know, they haven't just automatically done it. It's like... Do we have any kind of plan, war planning, where we don't invade France, too, if we invade Russia? And they're like, no, sir, we don't. <laughs> All their battle plans were invading Russia and France at the same time. So they declared war on France because they didn't have a battle plan to just take out Russia. Well, that was one of the reasons why. So anyway, this is what I've heard. This is Hitler. No, this is this World is War One. Oh, World War One. Yeah, World War One. So World War One from the offset was just a fiasco, I think. And uh, people didn't realize how good the armaments or weapons had come. The Civil War was basically, people considered it the advent of modern warfare. Um, oh, I'm just going on a tangent. Forget that, okay? We don't have to know about that. So anyway, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> so anyway, is there any way you can like make me sound more intelligent and take out so the anyways, Gunner? Or you have no idea how many anyways I take out. I take out gallons of them. They just pour out. You are the best. I love you. I leave Wait, a couple in there because it wouldn't be that. you if there were no anyways in there. But <laughs> Okay. So the war starts progressing and it starts getting more and more costly. As it drags on and it's not, we'll be home for Christmas. It's... We'll be home next year. We'll be home the year after. It gets worse and worse. And 
England starts trying to figure out how can we end this thing faster. And Turkey was kind of a thorn in their side, and they're like, they actually tried to invade it. Uh, they did some some stuff like that. They had the Indian soldiers coming. Anyway, trying to protect the, the canal or different things like that. They started sending in people into the Arab countries to try and foster a revolt. And this is where people like Lawrence of Arabia come in. He was one of those people that were going over and talking the Arabs into taking out their Turkish masters and saying, we can give you independence. We can set you up in your own kingdoms, your own territory where you rule yourselves. So England started making deals with these Arab nations, basically promising them that they'd have their own territories if they helped rebel against the Turks. Now, also, France and England got together at the same time. We got to make this worth our while because we are just destroying a whole generation for absolutely nothing. We have to make this worth our while. And so they decided to divide up the Arab Peninsula between them where uh, France got most of the stuff near Europe and England got some of the oil fields in Iraq, Iraq yeah. uh-huh, yeah. So they they divided things up. So they were like, okay, after the war, you get this and you get well, that. Well, France had Syria, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think they decided to uh, kind of divide up the Jerusalem area, the Palestine area between them both. I'm not positive about that. So the war kept dragging on and Russia started going out of the war. The Bolsheviks started taking over, right? And the Bolsheviks had some Jews that were in high positions of power in this communist party. And England desperately wanted the Bolsheviks, or basically Russia, to get back in the war, or at least help them out. And so they came up with this great idea that they were going to declare Palestine to be a place for the Israelis or the, the Jews to come back and live in them again. So they opened up for Im Jewish immigration into Palestine. That was their, their declaration. It's called the Balfour Declaration. Okay, so this was in 1917. Also, they thought that there were a lot of Jews in power in the United States, and that would make them happy too. Unfortunately, they didn't realize that being a Bolshevik was basically a religion of itself. And so they didn't really care about Judaism. <laughs> and they all denounced that Zionism. It's like Zionism, you know, the homeland is just ridiculous idea for the Jews. They need to, you know, stay in Russia and adapt communism as their cool religion. And didn't they didn't tell the Arabs that they were doing that? I thought it was... No, yeah. yeah so like, are they, these are all secret treaties that they... they go, And then their final treaty was... Or not treaty, but their final thing was with the uh, United States. Because we did not want to get into a war, help out England and France, only to have them take over a whole bunch of other countries. Because we were civilized and we were trying to promote democracy. And so England promised us that that wouldn't happen. All these deals were being made. Of course, at the end of the war... When it came time to the Accords, the Arabs got shafted completely, completely shafted. And our president went over there, and but he was feeling sick at the time, and he didn't stick to his guns as much as he should have. And Lawrence was there too. Uh, anyway, there, there was a whole lot of people going on. Everyone wanted their piece of the pie. Anyway, it turned out that it pre the, the French and 
English? British, yeah. There were French and British Accords, but their little secret deal, for the most part, that's what happened, okay? So, the Arabs are all mad, but for some strange reason, they decided to keep that Jewish declaration and open up Palestine. So, they started opening up Palestine, and the Jews started coming into Palestine. Oh, I thought that was in World War II, after World War II. I know. This, this has started in World War I. So, oh. post-World War I, this started happening. The Jews started coming in. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't huge, huge, but it was big enough for to cause a whole bunch of unease. And uh, the Arabs that were living in Palestine were like, well, what's going on here? I've heard that the, it was 10%... Jews in the area. They had a, their own little enclave, yeah. a Jewish enclave, and it was 90% other, which were mostly Arab. Arabs. Yeah. yeah. It, Muslim. But they started coming in and coming in and buying up territory and stuff like that and alarming their neighbors, their Palestinian neighbors. So there was some discontent going on, and there was started to be like some guerrilla warfare, lynchings, and whatnot. Uh, first, of course, uh, against the Jews coming in, and then uh, to the Arabs, too, because some Jews, you know, were like, what's going on? So they set up their own little secret organization, and were going around lynching Arabs, and started getting worse and worse. The British were kind of policing the area, and for the most part, they kept things semi-smooth, but there were more and more bombings and stuff going like that. Of course, World War II came along, and when it ended, there was a huge influx into the Palestine area, and the UN decided to create a kind of a two-state solution there. They actually portioned off parts of Palestine and says, these are for the Jews, and these parts over here, they're for the Arabs, they're for the Palestinian people here. They set this whole thing up. Of course, the Palestines just were like, what the heck is going on? You know, they were not very happy about this. And the Jews, like a year later in 1948, they basically declared their independence. They're like, we are an, our own autonomous region. And about seven or eight different countries got together, Arab countries got together and declared war and uh, went in there to fight. Uh, this war happened, it went on until about 1949. And basically what ended up was kind of what is happening today with you have this Israeli state and then you have uh, area in there, uh, the West Bank, uh, which is supposed to be kind of run by the uh, Palestinians and another place, the the Gaza Strip, which is supposed to be kind of run by them, um, because Israel won the war. And in fact, there have been several wars going on, and Israel, for the most part, has been able to win or has been able to at least fight it to a draw. And sometimes, with help from like uh, United States and England, I thought it was always uh, with help. Like they've, they kind of are riding on the shoulders of the West. Uh, I don't know that. I just, that's what I've heard. Well, yes and no. Yes. So if you're talking about technological help and stuff like that and money, then yes, you're right. If you're talking about sending soldiers in, uh, not all the time. Uh, but there was, there has been like the last war with Egypt. The Egyptians were doing really well against Israel. And, but after like a couple of weeks... United States, they they stepped in and said, okay, that's enough. 
But for the most part, Israel has the best army in that area. It has the most technology, has nuclear weapons. I mean, in that region, it has the best everything. So, we gave them nuclear weapons? They made them themselves, to oh, my yeah, knowledge. It seems like most... It seems like a lot of physicists are... Happen to be Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. Yes. So they uh-huh. say, like, they're, you're <laughs> statistically, if you want a Nobel Prize, you, you, you should be Jewish first. <laughs> it, it helps. Huh? <laughs> All right. So maybe this is a good time for me to throw in a disclaimer, okay? I do have some pro-Israeli leanings, okay? Because, number one, I have some ancestry that is Jewish, and number two, I belong to a religious organization that believes in the literally the literal gathering of Israel. And so having a Jewish state is kind of like, well, of course, that's supposed to happen. You know? Why would you want it to happen, though? Because it seems like that's the end days. Why would you want the end days to happen? Well, because the end of days brings the real, uh, the millennium, which is the return of Christ. So which is always a good thing to have a perfect leader governing you so but you're right the bad things that happened before is not very fun it's considered uh it's going to happen if it could happen several thousand years from now it'd be better i wouldn't like hasten (laughs) hasten the arrival of any armageddon type no we don't want to hasten it (laughs) we don't hasten it because (laughs) i don't know (laughs) nathan that is awesome logic. <laughs> You're right on the money, okay? okay. We should be trying to get rid of Israel. <laughs> Except that the Israel's already there. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems like like in the Bible uh-huh. it does say like the coming down will be like one of the one of the end things at the end of the world is this thing called wormwood that people have said will be could be an asteroid or could mm-hmm. a comet coming down or something. And I'm yeah. like Name anything Wormwood. <laughs> Whatever you do. Nothing called name nothing Wormwood. Name nothing so that, wormwood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, also, I mean, we've had we've talked about cults or religions that have started naming when the end of the world will come and stuff like that. And so I think I've learned my lesson, okay guys. I'm not gonna say the end is nigh. But I will call the people of Israel Wormwood. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, uh, this is this is this was happening, and a lot of war, a lot of terror, and there were different uh, organizations that basically tried to get rid of uh, the the Jews out of the land because, it's, and you know, with with some justification. Okay, I I can see their point. They're like, what's going on here? But you weren't know? the Jews there before? Th- yes, they were before before them. Yeah, yeah, well, but they hadn't been there for a couple, you know, like for a thousand years. And then I mean, it was ninety percent non-Jewish there. Yeah, before. and so you know, that so. Well, how would you guys feel if we had a bunch of Native Americans taking over our land? Yeah, it'd be just the same. Yeah, it's so. Uh, well, this is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm okay. So I'm a couple yeah, months after having declared my favor toward Judaism and how cool they are. How cool they think they are, and how cool I think I am because I am part Jewish. <laughs> uh, I have to admit that that feeling of I'm going to say somewhat of a apartheid feeling of where you have your culture, your religion, your language, and you can't you can't assimilate, you can't join other people. I 
find that to be a little bit annoying, okay? According to my history and stuff like that, what should happen is culture should be at least somewhat assimilated into the majority. I'm all for people to keep some customs and stuff like that, but still join the majority and be united with them. And so this whole idea of the two-state solution, the, the having Israelis, uh, some one ethnic group have their own state where they govern everything and the other people can't really be a part of it. It's impressive it, for it's, problems. It's hard. It's, it, I mean, it's like, it's like down south where you don't allow the blacks, you know, to take part of the government or, you know, to, to vote or they're lesser citizens. I mean, did they I, do that? Really? I come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked to the Ku Klux Klan and all that crazy oh, stuff okay, going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm just not there. I don't, but also does it the other way around? Don't don't they not allow Israelites into the Gaza Strip? Uh, well, they can go through it with in, without any problem. Uh, no, you're wrong. No, as far as I they, know, they don't they search can. them. I, I don't think they no, search uh, them. No, the Gaza Strip, can. they're they're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I mean, like, there's not a rule. Oh, you yeah, can't go in, but there is a rule. Like, you get. Searched. I, I don't. I don't know if there's. I, a rule I, I don't think, but, know that. But yeah. I've never been. But but anyway, that idea of having another ethnic group be lesser citizens really chaps my hide or only Jews can be in this side and only Palestines are on that so that kind of thing and although it isn't that way I mean in the in Israel the state of Israel there's about 20% Palestines uh, Palestines Palestinians. Are about tw- Palestinians are about 20% of the group and they for I think they can vote and stuff like that but there are some restrictions and just as I say I have a hard time with that but at the same time, if there's any group that should be allowed <laughs> due to history, that should be allowed to be by themselves, it is the Jewish people. Why? Because they have been, they have been killed and taken advantage of throughout the course of history. They really have. I mean, you look like back, especially in your European history, France killed and got rid of them. Spain did. I mean, half the the Inquisition stuff, half that was the Jewish thing. It could thing. be that they're disagreeable. I, 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 I have not found, I have <laughs> I mean, not found them saying, to be, but that's... Well, they they specialize in being apart from everyone else. The religion which, which, them Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they can't eat the same food. They have to have things blessed. They can't chop in the same places. There's, like, so many rules that make them apart apart and and where they get their own quarters and so they're an easy scapegoat they are and they have been they've been the scapegoat in fact they still are the scapegoat it's crazy i can see one way or the other and it doesn't help that if jews decide to lay down their arms you know in israel they'd be dead they'd all be killed there there's too many people that want to kill them you know what i'm talking about and so their right to exist I can understand both sides. That's what I'm saying. 
You know, it's like the Israel state, I think, has a right to exist. And yet I can see the Arabs being like, what's going on here? You know, this is our land. But then, of course, they never had their own land for, I mean, the Turks had control of them. Then, you know, the British did. You know, it's just like, what? It's the same old, same old. I think it would be, I I read someplace, I may have mentioned this before, but Mm -hmm. when they were thinking of the homeland for the Jews, they considered Congo and they considered Argentina mm-hmm. as, as places. As rather, places. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, I wonder how things would be different if, if they, they did. Chose, if they would have settled in Argentina, we would be, would we have had the same? Argentina would be a flourishing place. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't think that would work because with the religion, the way that it is, uh, and the significance that the temple does and Jerusalem has and stuff like that, the Jews would never be happy without that being the Palestinians. There's too many people thinking that God promised them land on the Mediterranean. There is, there is. And the Jews have been on and off it for a while. I mean, Abraham's like, yeah, Lord, all this is mine. Awesome. But then his sons go to Egypt, stay there for about five or six generations. Then they come back and it's like, everyone's living in their land. So they go and they kill everyone off. <laughs> Is that the Canaan? Yeah, the Canaanites. And then the Assyrians come by, take out half of them, the 12 tribes. Uh, I think Babylon or whatever comes in again. They eventually go back. They have to, they again have to fight off the people that are living there. They go there until Rome comes in and destroys Jerusalem and the temple and kicks them out again. And they go all wandering around everywhere. It's just, it's a, wow. They've, they've just had a bad history, okay? If they just happen to get their own, finally have, settle all of that land, I think they just wander off eventually. They, they have a tendency, right? <laughs> Historically. No, they've generally just been forced off. It's, it was only the, the first wander off that happened where they're like, let's go to Egypt. <laughs> That's where all the food is. Anyway. So we have not mentioned Hamas, but once. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about Hamas. So what happened is Hamas was formed in the 1980s. It's an offshoot from the Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood is an organization that got founded in Egypt. And it was basically one of those help groups, you know, where they go and they help the needy and do all those awesome things that religion is supposed to. Yeah, the the, the religion is supposed to. But uh, in addition to the helping, they also had some very strong religious views. And they thought that um, the places in the Arab world should all be Islamic states following the Sharia law. And that's okay when you're just talking about it. And they did for a while. <laughs> so they're helping their neighbors. There's one of these guys who was there was called Shakia Ahmad Yasin. Or Shakira. I think I'll just call him Yasin. Anyway. You shake your booty like this. Oh, yeah. So Shakira, Shakira. His, yeah. His dad uh, died when he was like three. His mom raised him. And they went to the Gaza Strip. They were forced there. When he was like 11 or 12 years old, he was wrestling with one of his friends and he broke his back, his spine. He became a quadriplegic. So it's pretty depressing. That is a pretty depressing, but he had this quiet power. 
spiritual power within him. And he, I guess, was a good speaker. And he went to school for a while, but he was kind of sickly. But he eventually started getting involved in the local mosque. And he got involved with these uh, Muslim Brotherhood. So he was the Palestinian part of this uh, Egyptian organization, you know, helping out the poor and doing all the things that you're supposed to do. In Gaza, there was a lot of turmoil and there was this group that started getting power and popularity because they were doing some militaristic solutions to this Israeli problem. They weren't just talking about it. They were shooting and bombing and stuff like that. So the Muslim Brotherhood saw that their control and their influence was starting to slip because they were nonviolent. So they decided to create a little organization for the people that wanted to go and kill themselves, some Jews. And that group was Hamas. And it was formed by this guy. So he'd go around and he was the leader, go make speeches. And oh, he was a school teacher too for a while. So he'd go around, make speeches, talk to people and talk him into going out and, and bombing and strapping explosives on themselves and going out and blowing themselves up. They must have felt pretty wronged in order to do that. <laughs> well, of course they did. Because, you know, they're... They felt incredibly wronged. Yeah, their land is being taken and... Yeah, oh, there's, you, sound, there's, you sound very pro-Palestine. No, I'm just like, there's also, there's another side to it. There is, right? I, and I hope I explained some of that. Uh, yeah, of course they felt incredibly wronged and... No, because both me and Thor have more Jewish in us. Yeah. I think so, you should get out right now. <laughs> You're right. Now, we accept, we, we really do expect apologies for this afterwards, okay? Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's our blood you demands it, okay? Uh, it, and cannot, the fact that we are blood brothers means you have a little bit of Jewish in you now, too, okay? You spit on your forefathers. Yeah, you spit on your ancestors. Oh, my heck. All I know is that about four generations back, one of our ancestors married a Jew. So, so you're maybe as Jewish as I am Native American. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> you might be more Native American, actually. <laughs> but nevertheless, I will be pleased as punch, okay? <laughs> I think it's cool. So anyway, the problem with violence, to a certain extent, is violence begets violence, even if the other side is justified in attacking you. When you're attacked, you feel justified in doing things back to them, right? So it doesn't matter who's right initially or who's wrong initially, both sides start feeling very justified because of different atrocities. And so I looked at it and, you know, I, I have to admit, because I'm a Jewish, I'm like, well, of course, you know, the Jews did this and this and this and this, but also, there were times when different uh, things happened, and I'm like, it's hard to justify that, you know? It's, it's hard. That, that's a hard one to justify. But let's talk about Hamas. So Hamas started gaining more and more power and control over things, and there were several different rebellions, I'm going to call them, in this where, because the, the Israelis were kind of police forcing these areas, you know, the Gaza Strip and stuff like that. And the, the last one, the second one, Israel finally said, okay, guys, you have complete control over the West Bank. We are not, not the West Bank, sorry, the Gaza Strip. We are not going to touch you anymore. We're not going to physically go in. You guys have control. You guys form your elections and do what you need to. 
And the year before, <laughs> they had killed off this Yasin guy with a helicopter strike and blew him up and his guards. And of course, because they're shooting rockets at him, uh, other people die too, right? So about 12 people die in all. And which side was shooting who? The Israelis, they they had the helicopters. This was before, and it okay. was a response to a whole bunch of bombings, car bombings. You know, as I say, it, every side has their little, well, we, you did this, so we get to do this kind of thing. And they shot him up, which I can see why they did it, but it might not have been the best thing to do. Uh, because they were able to win the elections there on the Gaza Strip. So you have a bunch of people whose byline is to call for the uh, destruction of Israel and uh, to establish uh, Islamic State uh, who follow the Sharia-based laws. In fact, mm, stronger than they're actually written. <laughs> so, Sharia is so, is so open to interpretation. Yeah, and they're on the hard, hard yeah. side of it. And they take control, and they take control in 2006, I think. And there were general elections, and they won. Now, the other group in the area is the Fatah. The Fatahs gained control of the West Bank, and the Gaza Strip was controlled by Hamas. And there was some fighting there for like a month or two as each one tried to gain control of the other's territory kind of thing. And then it kind of died out and it's kind of an uneasy piece there. Hamas has controlled it ever since. There's never really been any other elections at all since since 2006. Well, aren't they, isn't Hamas more, it's a, it's a terrorist organization yes, that basically is. has said, no, there's no democracy, we're in charge and yes, they're kind of controlling the people and keeping them. They are. They they have a very heavy, heavy, heavy control. When you go against them, not only are you threatened, but your family and relatives are threatened. Okay, so it which is an incredibly good deterrent. If you know that not only you are going to die, but your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters probably will too, then you're not going to do anything. Kind of like a North Korea kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, they have power, and it's going to be really hard to oust them. I mean, they did get elected there, and I thought for a while that they were all for them. You know, it's like, oh, Hamas, of course, everyone, you know, is that, that's their leadership. But supposedly in recent polls and stuff like that, they only really have about... Uh, high 20s to low 30s percent of the population that actually likes them in power. That's good. That's like what our presidents have, right? No. Well, uh, let's see. Our president right now has the low 30s, I think, um, or mid 30s right now. No, no, it might be up into 40s. It, it depends. It varies from from month to month kind of thing. But if you just cancel student loans, you'd have you'd be in the 40s or 50s. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about student loans after the broadcast, okay? <laughs> so anyway, Hamas gets their money. They have taxes. They also have charities that go around that funnel money into them. And they have different governments that give them money, mostly Iran. Doesn't the U.S. give them money? We might funnel some into, guess, hopefully, like, charity organizations yeah. there. How much of that goes to the military branch? I don't know. I assume a lot. But they get a lot of money from from these different organizations. 
well, when I say a lot, a lot is relative, okay? Uh, they obviously don't make too much money. And what money they have is funneled into making rockets to shoot <laughs> Israel and making tunnels. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so as far as governments go, I'm not impressed, okay? <laughs> well, I've heard that there's life there is it's kind of, they've called it like an open air prison where everyone's kind of, they have a blockade on the outside where mm -hmm. things can, everything's controlled that can come in and the, every is, border is controlled. It is. So. It, every border is controlled. It's, it, it is, it's a, it is a prison. It is. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good life in there. And of course the government is not making it any better. So, and as I say, for a while I was like, wow, why, why did they do that? Why did they, why, why in that, what possessed them to put basically a terrorist organization in charge and then let them stay there? And I can see the let them stay there part. As far as doing it in the beginning, I'm sure it was because everyone was tired and felt helpless. And this was an organization that was doing something, uh, howbeit badly. I mean, no one wants your kid to strap explosives on and run out to try and destroy some soldiers. I mean, no one wants it. I don't want it. I would never want my kids to do that. I'm sure they don't. That's idiotic. Know. Yeah, that's idiotic. But... But if you're powerless, if and you that's are powerless, your only and they feel powerless, strategy. Yeah, and it's your your shoot your you're shooting your foot to kill the scorpion on it kind of thing. You're just shooting yourself every time you're doing that because the more violence and stuff that this goes on, the less power you're going to have. Yeah, it's I mean it's just going to get worse and worse. And this this latest fiasco that happened, I mean. Actually, borders were opening up. Israel's giving more and more passes for people to come out and work. Uh, they were talking about letting in more gas and stuff like that. Uh, but now this is just my, my thoughts looking at it logically. My thought is that Iran was uh, getting nervous about what was going on in the Middle East because mm -hmm. uh, for years and years and years, Israel was the bad guy there. Everyone hated Israel. But over the past couple of years, more and more of these countries have recognized Israel as a state and have started setting up trade relations and things like that with them. Saudi Arabia, which was the second biggest, most powerful state there, is starting to do that. And if Israeli gets recognized and becomes a non-threat where people aren't talking about destroying them, I mean, who's the boogeyman in the region? It's Iran. Yeah. It's Iran that's that's got everyone scared. Iran who's getting weapons. It's Iran that's the scary ones. It's Iran that everyone's going to basically uh, be against. And so they have been fostering guerrilla groups and stuff like that in all over the place to try and create enough dissent that they aren't the bad guy. You know, that no one, they don't get a unified front against them. And this is one of the ways they've convinced Hamas to, to do this. I think you're right there. I think it was Iran stirring the pot because they didn't, they wanted, they didn't want that peace. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they want that peace. But what would be the Palestinians' path to success? Path to There is no path yeah, to success. Yeah, this is like, what there's can none. they do? Be more successful? Yeah. 
I, I mean, what is their strategy? I, th- I mean, the strategy that they pulled off was brilliant, and without anyone knowing, I mean, y- you know that Israel, uh, that Israel has spies, they've got listening devices, they have ways to figure out what's going on, and the United States does too. They put a lot of money into fig- trying to figure out what's going on in Hamas organization, completely caught with their pants down, everyone. I mean, you can't get a better... Unless you have nuclear weapons, you're never going to get a better strike than what they did and the causing of terror. I mean, and I don't want, really want to get into the stuff that happened there because it's just sickening. It is the, the, you know, not just killing people, but the torture and the things that they did to great civilians and stuff just like civilians that. civilians too, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just sickening. And, and, it's, and it's sickening the what they're doing in, in what the Jews are doing in in recourse. Yeah, that is like awful on both sides. It is awful. Uh, unfortunately, they okay. So this is this is this is the bad thing about Hamas or having a terrorist organization as your government because you can't strike at them because they are as a, like they're underneath the hospitals and stuff like that. And they really are. They claim that they aren't. But let me tell you, I mean, if you think about it logically, if Hamas was in nice little headquarters there with, you know, nice little words and signs saying, this is where we all are, the war would have lasted a week, right? The reason why they're still effective as an organization is because they are underneath the hospitals. They are underneath the apartment buildings. You know, they this all these they have civilian shields. They're they're uh, the people they're supposed to protect are protecting them. The civilians and they're not letting them move. Yeah, they're not. They're not. You know, Israelis like okay, we're going to be attacking this place here in two weeks. Everyone move out. Who doesn't want to get bombed? And and the Hamas is like, nope, you're not moving. You're 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 there so we can keep this on television and keep as the body count as high as possible. Because when it comes down to it, they don't care about the civilian population or their goal is incredibly long term instead of short term. But it would be like Mexico trying to get back their lost territories from the United States and trying to invade California. It's just not going to happen, okay? No matter. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's, 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 the war is done, okay? <laughs> it's over. And any time they try, they just get... They just get beaten back and more land would be taken away from them. And I'm not saying the United States was justified and just in taking over all that territory. You know, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, California on a kind of a flimsy excuse war. But I'm just saying it's done. And that, you know, and the United States has more power. It's not going to happen. It it isn't. It's just, it's done. And Mexico has, I think... Resigned itself to that. <laughs> well, I've never heard anything about them trying to <laughs> to try and take it back. No, yeah. they haven't because they're like, okay, we're screwed. Uh, we we got shafted. Let's move on with life. And unfortunately, the Palestinians need to do that. They need to say, you know what? We got completely shafted. It's time to move on with life because we want a better standard of living. We want our kids to be happy. And what's going on right now is not any way. I mean, okay, the Palestinians still have refugee camps that they live in, okay? There are like a million Palestinians that got kicked out, 
they yeah. have like now there's options. five million. But they're they still have, intense. Would they have other options? I don't like know. Maybe you move to southern Utah. So or? so part of the problem is that <laughs> since the other countries didn't really want to let establish Israel's estate, they kept the Palestinians in these refugees camps and just let them, you know, the tent living in tent kind of thing. And but they've done it for generations now. You know, it's just, it's just, just horrible. It's just horrible. I don't know. Okay. If I was living in Gaza right now, I would leave. But if, but if God promised you, you could stay there, <laughs> would you live there? No, because he said, you're, he said, it's, he's cool. That's your most, that's your most sacred piece of land. You should stay is what he's saying. I can stay oh, okay. Where... That, that's, that, that's different. Okay. It's not my most sacred piece of land. It's the third most piece of sacred land. I thought it was our second. Or maybe, no, I think it's third. I don't know. Either way. If, if I'm worried about that, I go, I go to Mecca. Right. Okay. Come on. It would. Yeah. I mean, if I would wanted to go to a, a promised land, real estate, and I was Muslim. I, I would not. Yeah, I'd go to Mecca. I mean, that's where I'm praying every day. I'm not praying toward Jerusalem. I'm not praying toward the Holy Mount. Yeah, but they were <laughs> promised it in their scriptures. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I'd, I'd move out. I would. Uh, either that or I would. Okay, so when Hamas first started out, they weren't attacking the Jews. They were attacking the other Palestinians. The ones that wanted to be, uh, you know, that wanted to make deals with the Jews or, or with, wanted to, you know, to cooperate or wanted to live in peace kind of thing. Uh, in fact, their leader, he was quoted as saying, if anyone who, uh, anyone who sells land to a Jew is an infidel kind of thing, you know, anyone, you know, anyone who works with them is, is, uh, can, needs to be killed. Kind of stuff. Is, that, is this leader still alive? No, remember he got shot down by that helicopter. Oh, okay, that's yeah, the guy that uh -huh, got shot yeah. down. No. So anyway, uh, it, so if I was desperate and I was like, this is my home, I'm going to make it my home, I would create some sort of cell organization at on destroying Hamas yeah. completely. Destroy it completely and then go to the, 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 the Israelis, the Jews, and say, okay, we need to actually really form a two-state solution. We know it has been on the bo on the books. You have offered it at times to us, and our leaders have foolishly refused. And I'm talking have, about... Jews have, have uh, refused it. At time, yes, yeah. but, but there was a time when they were actually saying yeah. yes, and uh, Arafat was like, nope. They, yeah. he, he got everything he asked for, and he was still like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, when you get everything you ask for, and then you say no, that just tells me that that's not really what you were asking for. Yeah, no. He's, he, you were trying to make yourself look good by offering, but really didn't want to offer. There, there's a couple reasons why. Let's go to the Irish Rebellion, okay? So the main guy, I can't remember his name. He was the guy in charge of doing all the terrorist things, the bombings, trying to destroy the British family. Do you remember when this was happening? Right? Yeah, that was So wild. they finally got to a deal there. And he was smart enough to realize, I am never going to get the whole of Ireland. I'm never going to get it because... The English have lived, have basically go in and have settled the other part. They're more English than Irish there. That's never going to happen. They're never going to give that up. I'm going to get what I can. I'm going to get my half, okay? 
And so he made the deal knowing full well, knowing full well that his life was over because the extremists on his side would think of him as a traitor and would kill him. And that's exactly what happened. He was horrible. I mean, he, he was a terrorist through and through, but he knew when to say, this is all I'm going to get and to draw the line and to be enough of a martyr to say, I know I'm going to die because of this, but I am okay. This cause is big enough. Now, Arafat was not that way because mm -hmm. if he would have made the deal, he would have died too. I mean, there's no way because you had extremists that was they were going to kill him. His life was forfeit. He didn't do it. He didn't, he didn't say, this is the best I'm going to get. We're going for it. This is going to work out. This is going to be the best for my people, the people that I've been doing this for. He didn't do that. And as such, I don't consider him to be a good leader. Oh, well, he was a terrorist, but he had the best deal he was going to get and he didn't take it. He didn't do it. If he would have taken it, yes, he would have been died, but things could have been so much better than they are right now. Yeah, he could have. I, that was one of those points where it could have worked out. It could have, things could have gone down to a nice slow simmer instead of boiling. So the interesting thing is that the people who are in charge, like the president of the country, so like that, we're really not in charge. There is a group of 15 people that are in charge and they don't even live in the country. They live in Turkey. And well, choice. <laughs> and, uh, in, in mansions <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. And so they're the guys that really call the shots and they're nominated secretly by this other group, Shura Council. And it goes down from there. But yeah, like the org the guys that are publicly in charge are, are I mean, they're in charge, but they're not that it's like, it's like Iran, right? So, I mean, people are elected, right? But they're not really the guys that are in charge it's uh what's his name the the shia yeah i'll let all thank you yeah they're the ones that are in charge so anyway it's kind of interesting so that was it now is it cold i say yes <laughs> I yes say, but no i i do say yes look yeah. at all the the secrets you know secret underground stuff and who's really in charge and then forcing the people yeah you i mean you, not letting them actually ask citizens to be uh or human shields human shields and then also uh strap, have them in a strap strap on bombs and run out i think it's a it's a for an ideological idea much as a as any terrorist organizations are cult yeah and terrorist organizations are cult yeah yeah yeah, I mean, in some ways they yeah. have to be because yeah, because you brainwash people and you're asking them to do crazy things that I mean, you know, that you no normal human's going to do. No normal human is going to strap bombs on himself and go out and try and blow up as many people yeah. as he can. It's just you know it takes like a deep religious conviction to do it, that. It does, and a whole bunch of slapping on the back and you're saving us all, son. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. I, I say yes. It's very cool, like. Oh, good. We're not gonna have to throw you out, <laughs> blood brother Nathan. <laughs> so the good. The good, the bad, and the culty. Now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong. 
Okay, just a second. Tribalism? No, that's awful. They make the best tunnels, okay? And and hummus. <laughs> Are they the yeah. best tunnels? Oh, yeah, they've got tunnels all over the place. Supposedly, they have tunnels uh, into Egypt, and so... Oh, Egypt keeps on shutting. You, you, okay, so you wonder why the uh, Egyptian is so firm on its border with, uh, with Gaza? It's because of the ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, which has become a terrorist organization in Egypt. They've declared the Muslim Brotherhood to be a terrorist organization because the Muslim Brotherhood decided to start doing bombings and stuff like that, too. Yeah, it's a terrorist organization in Egypt, and because of their ties with Hamas, Hamas is now considered a terrorist organization, and they don't have anything to do with them. So, Yeah. The good? Good. Tunnels. <laughs> And hummus. <laughs> hummus. hummus. I love hummus. Hummus is good. It's one of my favorites. Well, it, yeah, it can be good. I, yeah, I don't know. I, they they do have some conviction. They're, they feel trapped and they're they're doing something about it, I guess. Uh, That's hard. That is hard. Nope. And the bad, there's like the loss of bad. Oh, my heck. I don't know. I don't think the means justify the ends. Are the, the ends, ends justify the, the means? means? No, no, they don't. This, they don't. If, as I say, if they really wanted, if, yeah, if they really wanted to work, what they do is they first stop shooting rockets in there well, and start... It's uh, not the people shooting. It's the Hamas shooting. Yes, it's, it's Hamas, Hamas would stop shooting rockets, start spending that money... <laughs> On the people, uh, on the people, <laughs> and go in and start talking with uh, with uh, the the Jews there, the uh, Israel, and and talk them into it because yeah. they could because uh, I, a good over half Israelis want the Palestinians to be to do okay. Mm-hmm. They, they do, you know. There there's there's a large majority of them, and so if they played their cards right, they'd be able to. They they'd just be better prisoners. They well, not better prisoners. They could get they they could get out of it. In other words, but they oh, yeah. well, Jews don't Jews don't want them there. They don't want them there in the same. They don't want them there as a separate country. Uh, they've been they've been pushing that border. They have and making that land smaller and smaller. Not not per se the Gaza Strip, but uh, the West Bank. They have they they do incursions and some of that and. Oh, as I say, they actually with with uh, when they they said they take everything out. That was the last deal that they gave. They we you know with the Arafat thing. They were like, we will take out all our little incursions. We will take the border back. And as I say, that still chaps my hide that he's like, nope. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Is there a culty? Is there something we can take? Ugh. Tunnels. I don't want to build a tunnel in your I don't want to build a tunnel. I go with hummus. Ah, hummus. Uh, hummus tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> yes? I think maybe we should work on a really good... I, I make good hummus. Okay. I'm going to bring some next time. For our next our next meeting, we're having hummus. In fact, for all you listeners out there, make yourself or go to the store and get yourself some hummus for the next show. And uh, for peace. and as you listen to us, take a carrot, take a celery stick, or a chip, or a chip, and dip. And dip. What is your best item to convey hummus to your mouth? It's a, a bread. I like pita a, bread. A, a pita bread, but a, yeah, a pita like bread. Toasted. Yes, oh toasted gosh. pita bread. That's delicious. That's good. It's one of those things. 
where there's no real right answer. Mm-hmm. Your your dad was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he said he sh- they should do a dirty bomb at the wall. And, or dirty bomb. He didn't say exactly where. And so people can only visit there. They can't live. Yeah. So, you know, you got a couple of weeks and then the radiation drives you away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then no one can occupy it. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Smart. Genius. That's, well, you know, when the kids are all fighting over the same toy, it's like you grab it and he's like, no one has it now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't figure out how to work together? Yeah. You don't get it. You don't get it. My kids fought over. We went to... Like it was at Macy's or something, and they put a quarter in this machine and got this nin- little ninja guy. It's maybe like uh-huh. half an inch tall, and he was clear yellow. It was like one that they that was rare. Uh huh. My kids fought over that for like years. Like it was gold, right? Yes. And finally, <laughs> I finally I just like tossed it out the window while we were driving one day because they were fighting over the funk. It was like that. Like oh oh, and it was so much more enjoyable. The rest of the car ride. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, Everyone wow. was so crying. Look, yeah, yeah, they were crying. More enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that our story? Because we we promised more stories, and this episode we didn't really have any. Uh, let's see. Yeah, do you have any other? I have some stories. They don't really talk about anything. This, maybe this week I was uh, I was putting an ointment mm-hmm. on my nether regions around it. Just for fun. It wasn't cayenne, was it? It wasn't cayenne. Okay. But I was, I'm not going to put this one in. For fun. <laughs> for fun, whatever. How much, never mind. And then. How much fun were you but having? I was, what so I have my okay. computer screen in front of me and I'm, I'm about to get in a meeting and I'm like, wait a second. This is just the worst position. <laughs> oh, this is right there. And you can totally, it's just like, I'm down and I'm going like this. Rubbing up my, you know, rubbing it up, keeping myself from being chapped down there. No, uh-huh. if I sit so long, I get chapped. And so I yeah, was just yeah. putting some chap stuff seat. in here. We totally understand, okay? Yeah, been there. I was putting some, some stuff in there. Like and you do. Like you do. Yeah. Like it happens. And uh, realize that I'm about to do a meeting and the camera is right in my genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> So after maybe twenty more minutes, I turned yeah. it off. <laughs> after that, I'm just like, this after is not two or three complaints, I yeah. turned it off. <laughs> there was a well, lot. HR was on the phone. A- after a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna sh- tell tell a story of uh, when I was working at Culinary Crafts, and uh, so I I was working some funeral. It was me and this other guy, and. The my it was my boss's uh my boss's friend, you mm-hmm. know, called in the funeral and we went to the church building that it was supposed to be at and it was completely locked. Mm-hmm. I finally found a door that was open, a, a back door or something, and we got in, we started setting up. And it, the funeral was supposed to happen. Like nobody was showing up. It was like five minutes till I was like, Where is everybody? They're all supposed to be here. Someone comes in the door and he's like, oh, you guys are in the wrong building. (laughs) What? We're down the street. (laughs) And so we're like, 
everybody is sitting in there waiting for you guys. <laughs> so I just, with the other guy, we just picked up the two eight-foot tables, put them side-by-side side in the van with everything on it, uh-huh. and just drove and just it out drove and just it. carried it out already done. And then oh I just spent the time going back and forth, but I was, like, so glad that the tables fit in there. In the van. Man. Yeah. And there was, uh, I, I did this again where... <laughs> How many times have you messed up directions, Gunner? So, only twice have I started setting up. This one, we went into someone's house, and we started, and we were setting up. We were, we put the tables out in the yard. And we, I was cooking things in their back of house. Started putting things in the ovens. We had our flower bucket. And I get this call saying, hey, you're in the, where are you? The client's asking where you are. We're like, we're at the address. Apparently, the Google Maps had taken us to the wrong address, and it was like a street over. So we we quickly jumped in the van, and everyone was laughing about it. Uh, we were in someone else's house making it, and we left the flowers there. And so they they knew that someone was in their home making food. You know, the oven was still hot. It's kind of like my... I have a brother who did uh, he did repo work on like for a renta center. Mm-hmm. Like when anyway, he had this address where we were supposed to get this TV, and mm-hmm. him and his partner, who's another big guy, um, they go to this place, and it's like this is kind of out of our area. They, they're in northern Alabama, and this place is in southern Georgia. Mm-hmm. But they're like fine, and they get across the border, and they're in this town, and they get to an address that kind of seems like it's the right one, and they knock on the door, like okay, well come to get your television like what are you doing here <laughs> like nope we're coming to get it and they are used to people arguing with them uh-huh, yeah of course because it's like repo yeah. and so they're like super like adamant that they bought this tv <laughs> and then he calls in and it finds out that it was a different city this <laughs> was so kind of the same thing <laughs> that would be funny you get the knock on the door hey uh, it's time for us to get back that computer back. It's like what? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I we're gonna insist. We're gonna call the cops. Please do. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it for today, guys. Yeah, that's it. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. <laughs> Do 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 do